Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth Podcast, hosted by the rock star of consulting, Alan Weiss. Be prepared to have your beliefs challenged and your behaviors questioned. Welcome back to the Uncomfortable Truth. I'm overjoyed to have my buddy, Willie Jolly, with me today. He's a Hall of Fame speaker, an award-winning singer, a popular national radio and television personality, the author of several international top-selling books. Interesting fact, you know, his father died when he was a teenager. He put himself through college by singing in nightclubs and recording jingles for radio and TV. He went on to become a a uh, multi-award-winning nightclub performer, according to the Washington Area Music Association. But at the top of his career, he was fired and replaced by a karaoke machine. Such are the left turns we all face in this business. (laughs) He's been named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world and motivational and inspirational speaker of the year by the 175,000 member Toastmasters International. And uh, as I mentioned, he is uh, in the National Speakers Association Hall of Fame, where I am proud to say I'm his colleague. Uh, He produced and starred in his first PBS special for teens, and it was the very first PBS special for teens, Dare to Dream, Dare to Win, which has become the number one selling youth video in America. And he was named one of America's top youth speakers by future business leaders of America. He uses his platform to pursue his mission of empowering and encouraging people to rise above the circumstances of their lives and maximize their God-given potential. No matter what venue, from his global television appearances to his Sirius XM radio show, to corporate audiences in Walmart or Marriott or Coca-Cola, he keeps it moving with high energy and enthusiasm. I can attest to that, boy. He delivers powerful insights on how every person can live a better life every day. With his wife of 37 years, Detailer Jolly, they authored the very popular marriage book, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, 10 Secrets to Shape a Great Marriage. Maria and I are married 54 years. He can't catch up to me. Willie's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a popular radio uh, and media personality. He's heard daily on the syndicated Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on the Radio One Network and weekly on his number one rated The Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show on Sirius XM Channel 141. His philanthropic interests are expressed through his nonprofit organization, Jolly Good News, which focuses on helping reduce prison recidivism and encourages youth, particular urban youth, to pursue leadership and academic excellence. Willie, I'm overjoyed you agreed to do this. Thanks for being here. Alan Weiss, you are my friend and my dear friend, and you are a great man because you married that beautiful bride who I love. <laughs> well, I'll take it wherever I can get it, Willie, is how I look at it. <laughs> so, you know, I call myself an optimist, and I think I've been an optimist most of my life. Uh, and, you know, you and I both came from rather humble beginnings, uh, and I've always considered you a classic optimist. How are you feeling these days? I feel fantastic. I feel great. I know there are challenges. I know there are lots of challenges, but I am grateful. And I've learned that when you have an attitude of gratitude, it shapes everything else in your life in a way that is consistent. And so I am grateful that, one, I made it through COVID. Uh, and I did not uh, lose any family members. Uh, I'm grateful that our business was able to survive the tumult of adversity that came as a result of COVID because I'm a keynote speaker and I also am a performer. So live audiences were part of what I was 
what was necessary for me to do what I do effectively. But we switched, we pivoted, we got on virtual, but thank God I had the media business, which was always a sideline. It was something I did as an extra, but it became the primary and it's done very well the last couple of years, very, very well. So we are very grateful and I am excited about the future. I have such a great expectation about what's coming in the future. And I believe the best way to the, predict the future is create it. To create the future that you are dreaming and thinking and hoping for. Start working on your vision, start working on the tasks that are necessary, and then go to work. Now, one of the things I love about you and I, we have a number of things in common. One, we are optimistic. We're big thinkers, but we're willing to work. And we're willing to do the work. And I think that's what I want to encourage everybody who's listening to understand how important it is to do the work that is necessary. And then one more thing, we all we both have a mindset that wealth creation is important, not just for us, that we could have a nice life here, but for our children, our grandchildren, our great, great grandchildren, and children that we have not even even considered even coming to this earth realm. A hundred years out, what will they say about us because of what we set up? That's something I love about you and the fact that you are no holes, take no prisoners, you tell it like it is. And so I'm grateful. Well, you know, you've always been vested very strongly in youth. Uh, and when you said take no prisoners, I mean, you've also worked to help uh, reduce recidivism. Yes. Uh, do you find, and I know that you're as motivated and in and, and love and passionate about what you do as ever, but do you find that these days in polarization and in uh, a perceived lack of control because of COVID uh, and because of, uh, of issues around the world that most of us really can't directly influence, like Ukraine and so forth, do you find that it's harder to get people's attention or uh, just tell me what your approach is today that might be different from 10 years ago? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, well, it's, it's different. OK, it's different. Whether it's harder, I, that's a question that I, I'm not quite sure of the answer, but it is different. People have shorter attention spans. They were locked up for two years. OK, they were locked in, uh, unable to go places. They were they were confined. And so they now want quicker, faster. Now, that's that, that's okay. I understand that. That is one of the reasons why I started my daily one-minute motivational messaging programs. We have it on radio, uh, and that's syndicated on Radio One stations across the country. But now we have it on video. Walmart recently is the latest sponsor for that. We do a one-minute motivational video every day, Monday through Friday. We send it out via our email newsletters. We, uh, we send it out via Twitter, TikTok. Facebook, LinkedIn. We send it every which way we can to reach as many people. And we get these messages from all over the world saying, I needed that today. And they do it in a minute because we are all on the same par parallel track in the terms of we are trying to get catch back some of that time we lost. We lost two years. So we're trying to hurry up. Let's get it on. Let's get it going. So I think you're right. It's different. If a publisher came along and gave you carte blanche, you know, they said, listen, we're going to fund a book that we want you to write, and we're going to market it like crazy. What do you think the topic and the direction of that book would be? I've got two that I have. That One is called The New Theology of Achievement. 
My doctorate is in theology and it's an earned doctorate. It kicked my behind and I wrote the dissertation and I wrote the, the, it, uh, the in, in, intensives and I went to school and I sat in the class and I did the research. So uh, that one is my theological perspective. You know, I'm a man of faith and yet I'm a man of courageous faith. Uh, achievement-minded faith, not just of pie in the sky, but that you're doing some of that, getting some heaven here on earth. So that is one, the, the new theology of achievement. The other one is about wealth creation, Alan, which is something I've learned a lot from you, be honest with you, and my friends like you and Nido Cobain and, and uh, uh, so many at NSA, the Rhodes and Harvey McKay, about creating wealth. And here's the book. The book is coming out in 2024, but if a publisher came to me, I'd have the book prepared and ready to go because I've been working on it for a number of years. I've been on SiriusXM now for going into my 17th season. And the, the show is called The Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show and Podcast. So it's on the XM and now it's also on iHeart, C-Suite, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Wealthy Ways Podcast. Now I've had over these 16 years, the blessing of having interviews with an Alan Weiss about wealth creation. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about what somebody did or said to somebody. We talk about wealth creation, uh, whether it's a Alan Weiss, whether it's a Bill Marriott. I just had David Rubenstein, uh, billionaires, millionaires, success stories. Wh what did I learn from them? And I learned a lot. So the new book is called Rich is good. Wealthy is better. <laughs> Strive to be wealthy because it leaves a imprint on future generations. So that's that's that I, I was I'm very clear on that one. Helping people get past just being rich to go on to the next level, which is being wealthy. How do you define wealth, Willie? Ah, great question. The book is built on a, on a premise of five money mindsets. The first mindset is the indigent. They think day to day. You will see them with a cardboard box and that cardboard box on the corner saying, can you give me enough money to make it through the day? And every day they repeat that cycle. Then the second level is the poor. The poor tend to think month to month. Did I get my welfare check? Did I get my SNAP payment? And every month they go through the same process. Then you get the middle class. They tend to think year to year. Did I make more money this year than last year? Did I get a cost of living raise? Then you get the rich. The rich tend to think decade to decade. We often see it in sports where a baseball player might get a contract for a 10-year contract for $100 million. And he is rich and he's balling for a hundred million dollars and he buys 10 bentleys he buys five rose royces he gets five big homes but when that 10 years is over if he's not playing at the same level he gets released or his career is over and if he doesn't modify his lifestyle then he's going to be broke 70 percent of uh, statistics show 70% of professional athletes are broke five years after retirement because they didn't modify. So we see the rich tend to think 10 years out, but then the wealthy, the wealthy tend to think generation to generation to generation. The Bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children's great grandchildren. So what's the difference? How do I define it? Oh, first of all, this book, what I want to do in this book is to get each level to go up one level. It's too big a jump from the indigent to think like a wealth thinker 
is too big a chasm. If I could just get the indigent to go up to the 30 day and to get the 30 day thinker to go up to the one year and a one year to go up to the 10 year and a 10 year to go up to the generational and a generational think 100 years out. My wife and I, we recently did something we were very excited about a year ago uh, on Christmas Eve. We created the Jolly Trust, which is a 100 year trust. So 100 years from now, some child will walk into a room, look at a picture of my wife and I run up to it and kiss it and say, thank you, great, 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 great granddaddy and great, <laughs> great, great, great grandmama for what you established. So we could go to college, we could have a home, we could have a business, we could have some revenues. So now what's the difference between being rich and being wealthy? Here's the difference. Rich is a result of money you make from what you do. Money that is generated by what you own creates wealth. It's money you make. Uh, another way to say it is you make your money during the day. You create your wealth while you're in bed, sleep at night. You know, I've always thought that wealth also is discretionary time. In other words, there's no arbitrary amount of money that makes you wealthy or rich. I mean, it's different with different people. But, you know, you and I and others are refugees from large organizations. Right. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people like us go out on their own and they have a worse boss than they've ever had before, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. And so my feeling was to be able to go where I want, when I want, and not at somebody else's direction is real wealth uh, because right. it gives you freedom and people today really feel like they don't have enough freedom enough power. So I, I love your gradations that you brought in. And um, I also tend to think about it as my freedom, you know, yes. as well. Yes, financial freedom. And, and I think you're right. One of my guests on my show is a guy named Eric Broyles, who said exactly the same thing. He said, wealth gives me the opportunity and the fact that I can do what I want when I want because I have revenues that are coming in whether I work or not. If I sit on the beach for six months and decide that that's what I'm going to do, I'm still, wealth is generated because of the things I've owned and I've bought. You know, I, I've always looked at you as this beacon of light because you're always so positive. And uh, uh, I'm just wondering, in this age where, I mean, let's face it, I'm, as you know, I'm a man of faith also. I'm, I'm reading yes, indeed. Mass, uh, on Christmas. Uh, yes. and But in this age, I mean, uh, the church has taken a beating. Yep. Um, uh, universities have taken a beating with lack of free speech. The family dinner table has disappeared uh, for a lot of reasons and so forth. And so values aren't always communicated as well as they used to be. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I'm wondering, do you think that the role of institutions and leaders, uh, while it should be quite strong, is being undermined somewhat? Or do you see that there is, you, do you see light there that, that uh, there's going to be increased respect because certainly government's taken a beating too. Yes, government's taken a big beating. And we as, as a, a country of values has been undermined by politics. And, and whether you're a Republican or Democrat, everybody has been impacted. And so what we have to do is, I look at this new time as a time for us to reestablish values. Where do we start? We start with our families. We start with our children, our grandchildren, and instilling, em empowering, impressing upon them the values that we think are important. And that is integrity, character, hard work, work ethic, uh, doing what you say you're gonna do. I think that's a big part of it and not getting lazy and lazing down saying, well, 
I said it, but I'm not going to do it. If you say it, do it. If you speak it, it should be, you, you, your word should be uh, done. So that's what I'm teaching my children and my grandchildren. This is important to me. And I want y'all to keep this foremost on your thought that I want you to pursue the values that I've been giving you all your life. You know, the Bible says, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they will not forget what you have taught them. And so I hope that what I have trained and put into my children, sometimes they they stray a little bit, but hopefully <laughs> they'll come back. They'll come back to center. And uh, I, I just, I keep praying for them. And that's, I think that's a big thing. You know, I think that's a big thing. Let me take a moment to say, I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that prayer changes things. And I believe that when you pray and you have optimism and you have an optimistic expectation and you have hope, there's nothing more pitiful than a person who has no hope. And so hope in the future and something in the future will give you power in the present to maintain even through the tough times and difficult times. Yeah, it's always disturbed me that we, we try to um, uh, take umbrage at things in the past to improve our future. In other words, taking uh, Lincoln's name off a of school is not improving our future. Improving no. education is improving our future. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that's always impressed me about you from the first time I met you, aside from your absolutely incredible singing voice, which makes me very upset. But uh, <laughs> it, I, went, I went for music lessons. They told me I couldn't play a radio, so that's not very good. <laughs> uh, one of the things that always impressed me so much about you is your interest in youth, not just yes. your own family, but youth in general, especially disadvantaged youth. Yes. What's the message that you give them today? I mean, as they look around, they're besieged by media, they're they're lost in social media. What's the message for them today, Willie? Yeah, you know, I, I started in the youth market. I was a drug and, uh, drug and alcohol prevention uh, coordinator with the Washington, D.C. public schools. And that's where I started my speaking career. And that first year, I gave over 300 speeches. And we were right in the midst of the crack epidemic, so drug and drug violence and drug acceptance. So I still get invited, even though I make my living now in corporate America, speaking for Walmart and Verizon, Coca-Cola, South Africa, and uh, Johnson & Johnson, Dubai, as well as my media, uh, which is mostly toward a, a demographic of 34 to 54. Even then, I still get invitations to speak for schools and young people because there's so many troubles and challenges that we are seeing with young people. And my message for them today is similar, not the same, because the, 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 the issues have changed. We've got social media, we've got them having a influence of uh, video games and maybe a numbing down of the the fact that guns do kill people, okay? Now, whether you're a gun advocate or not, you know that guns do kill people. So people need to understand that they need to be careful with guns. It's not a toy. It's not a toy that they can shoot shoot somebody and then walk away and it's all good. Somebody dies. So helping them to see through my stories that you got to make wise choices. You need to make wise choices. And I always thought my youth messages, how many of you want to make more money? Every hand goes up. How many want to have greater success? How many want to buy your parents a home? I put that thought. So now that I've got them hooked, and 
And I say, okay, I know what you want. Let me tell you what it's going to take to get there. You're going to have to make some wise choices. You got to choose who you hang out with. Who you hang out with is who you will become. Hang out with nine losers, you're going to be number 10. And then you got to hang, you got to change your thinking in terms of academics. Don't think mindset of that being smart is being a nerd. No, being smart is what will create wealth. Learn how to code. Learn how to, to invest. Learn how to generate revenues through your skills as well as your thinking. And, and the basic principles are the same, but then I make a determination and say, look, drugs, alcohol are one of the drivers for a lot of the violence we see in America. And I want you to think about that. There's a reason why many of the great thinkers learn to modify the intake of drugs, alcohol, if, or at all. Because often the door of opportunity in this country, people are coming, risking their lives to come to America. They're risking their lives because in America, you don't have to be the brightest bulb in the pack to make a million dollars or a billion dollars. I can attest to part of that, the million dollars. <laughs> and, and so they're risking their lives. The door is wide open. And many people in America are too drunk, too high to stumble through the door. Be careful with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, my wife cut out a cartoon from the Wall Street Journal once. And, uh, you know, Billy Joel sings this song. We all have to get up with ourselves, right? Right. She answered this cartoon, and it's a guy getting out of bed, and he's grizzled, and he's got red eyes, and his hair is all over. And she says, just think, darling, in two hours you have to make a motivational speech. <laughs> So my question to you is, uh, what gets you up in the morning? What gets yeah, you up? Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's a great question, and I appreciate it. Here's the answer. I get up every morning with greater anticipation for that day. And what really gets me up, Alan, is my, I told you, I was a drug and violence prevention coordinator with the Washington, D.C. public schools. I loved what I did. I hated who I did it with. Mm -hmm. uh, my coworkers were negative. They were petty, they were small-minded, and they would always make fun of my big dreams and my big goals. And when I left that job and quit my job to become a full-time speaker, I said, I will never go back. Now, you know, they always tell you, say never say never. But I said, I will never go back, and I haven't. Except for I did go back one time to be the keynote speaker, and they paid me 10 times more than what I was making when I was there. <laughs> but I have made the determination that that is a motivating principle. Uh, when I get weak, and there have been times when I'm weak and weary, it's been tough some years. You know, it's been, we've gone through the, the 30 plus years I've been speaking, we've had 9-11, uh, we've had the, the bust of the recession bubble the, in 2008, we've had COVID. And so we've had some tough moments, but during those times, when it would get tough, when it would get weary, when it would get rough, I would think back to how sick I would be on my stomach when I had to go into that office and they were so negative and small-minded and petty and backbiting. And I said, you know what? I'll never go back. What I got to do? I got to get up again. I'm, I'll, I'll do whatever I got to do. Sometimes you need things that will motivate you. And that's what I want your listeners to hear. I keep a list. I really literally keep a list of things, people who have what I call dissed me over the years that mm -hmm. have have been disrespectful have been just di 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 mm -hmm. discouraging i keep a list and say i want to remember 
don't forget. You know, uh, the Jewish have a, a saying, never forget, never forget, never forget. I don't care how many people try to be uh, Holocaust deniers. Don't listen to those foolish folks. Never forget, never forget. Because those who forget the past will tend to repeat the past. I'm not going to forget. I keep that list on my wall, and I and every year I might add a person to it or take somebody off after uh, I have one guy who uh, who was on the list. Because when I said... I wanted to become a full-time speaker. I was still singing at a nightclub, and he fired me. He said, forget that, and I'm not going to use the karaoke's in. And it, it, it was in my crawl because he fired me, nor did he give me the respect to saying, hey, I got to let you go. We're trying something new, you know, better return. He laughed at me. Well, some years later, he was the... He had become the GM of a hotel in the Washington area, a well-known hotel. And he calls me out the blue. This is 10 years later or more. And says, Willie Jolly, I just went to a Barnes & Noble bookstore. Your books were all over the place. Willie Jolly, a setback set up for a comeback. Willie Jolly, turn setbacks into greenbacks. Willie Jolly, it only takes a minute to change your life. Willie Jolly, uh, attitude of excellence. You had books all over the place. They had a whole wall of your books. Oh my goodness, look, I, I, I'd like you to come and speak for my sales team at my hotel. I said, oh, that'd be great. He said, uh, uh, now you have to pay you $500 to, to, for you and your band to perform at, at my nightclub. I, I'll, I'll give you $500 to come speak. I said, oh no, I said, oh no, oh no, my man. I said, that, that, that was my nightclub singing fee. And I told him my fee for speaking, which is five figures, he said, what? With that kind of money, you'll buy a Tesla. I said, I got a Tesla. Um, so you can pay me if you want me to come or not. But that's my fee. And we ended the conversation. And I went over to where his name was and I scratched through it. Because massive success is always the best revenge. Don't get back. Don't get even. Don't 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 get back at people. Don't get even. Get ahead. That's my motto. Don't try and get back at them. Don't get even. Just get ahead. Massive success is always the best revenge. So that you know, I keep my list, and then I've had people who've been on the list, and something will happen, and they'll have to come back and say, "I'm sorry," or "I did you wrong," or and I'm always trying to, hey, Alan. I always try and be gracious, and I always try and say thank you. I have one guy who was at the job where I used to work and he was the assistant director and I told him I was leaving to become a full-time speaker he said you're going to starve you're going to starve no one will pay you to do what this little speaking thing you're doing and you're going to starve and I said well I'm out I'm gone about 20 years later he calls me they had let him go and he said I, 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 I've seen how successful you've become would you help me now, many would think I would say, ha, ha. I said, absolutely, I'll help you. I'll help you. And I took time with him. I coached him. I mentored him. And now he has a, a fairly successful um, consulting business for educators because that's the area he came out of. And someone said, why would you do that? I said, you know what? He did what he knew to do at that point. I know better. And once you know better, you must do better. That's what, that's what Jesus taught us. 
Jesus taught us there were two major things we need to keep in mind. And if you keep these, you got the whole thing. Love God, love people. You ain't got to agree with them. You ain't got to be on the same political spectrum with them. Just love God, love people. Help people when you have the opportunity. And you've done what God sent you here to do. Well, I know a lot of more massive successes do you, Willie, and nobody's going to forget Willie Jolly. Tell people, if you will, as we end, uh, how they can reach you, uh, how they can learn more about you. Yes, just go to winwithwillie.com, winwithwillie.com, winwithwillie.com. All my suite of sites, our marriage site is there, our faith-based site is there, our business site is there, our youth motivation site is there, my music is there, winwithwillie.com. And then follow me on all social media, you'll see it there, winwithwillie.com. Lastly, join us Monday nights, 9 o'clock on A Jolly Marriage on Facebook, A Jolly Marriage on Instagram, a Jolly Marriage on Twitter, Jolly Marriage Show, and you can also find it on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. We're trying to help others to have the kind of success that Alan and his beautiful bride have had. Uh, we've been married 37 years, going on 38, and they've been married in the 50s, you know, we're 54, I believe, but we want more marriages to stay together. That's why we wrote the book, and the book now is a bestseller, and why we put on these TV programs to help marriages to grow, to stay together, and to be enhanced. Willie, my friend, thank you so much for being here. And uh, my pleasure. All the best to you. And uh, given when we're recording this, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Same to you. And you know, I think highly of you. You're one of the greatest brains on the planet. On the planet. I don't say that to blow smoke. You're <laughs> one of the great. And I learn from you every time I sit with you. God That's bless you, my friend. Good. Very generous, right. my friend. Thank you so much. God bless. Bye bye. You've been listening to The Uncomfortable Truth with Alan Weiss. For free access to Alan's newsletters, audio and video resources, and for information about his global events and coaching communities, please visit alanweiss.com. Thanks for listening. Keep the faith.